Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy Collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count for your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to Katie's Crib, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. Any advice for parents who are packing lunches for their first-time kindergartner, which I'm about to do? Make it very easy for them. I would always think about how are you going to get the most nutrients in every single bite. So like raw fruits, raw vegetables. Don't make it hard for them. Don't make anything where they have to like peel stuff off. Like make it easy. Do a bento box. So immediately you lift it, you see all of your choices because you'd be shocked that sometimes kids will end up eating the cucumber for the cookie because I don't know, their bodies are different than ours. We, thirsty. You know, They're thirsty yeah. and they just wanted something else. Exactly. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Katie's Crib. Today's guest makes me salivate. Her food is delicious. She packs the best kids' lunches I've ever seen. And for all of you mothers listening who have school-age children, I'm sure you follow people on Instagram or have looked people up on blogs or whatever where you see all these moms making, like, the most amazing packed lunches ever and you feel like a failure because your lunches suck compared to that. It ends here. Stop feeling like shit about yourself. We've got the one and only Catherine McCord here today who is the Instagram behind Weelicious. I'm telling you, all of her posts and pictures and recipes and descriptions of how you pack a kick-ass kid's lunch that they actually eat and how to get them to eat it, she makes it seem achievable, easy, and doable, and I actually use all of her tips and tricks. Not only that, but I know her personally because she's a former actress who I've done scene classes with together when we were up and coming like 20 years ago in L.A. I don't even think I've seen her since then, so we've got a lot to catch up on. Let me tell you about her. Her name is Catherine McCord. She's a formal model, actress, and television program hostess. She is the founder of Weelicious, a website dedicated to helping parents expose their children to wholesome, delicious homemade food. She is a best-selling author of three books, The Smoothie Project, Weelicious Lunches, 
and Weelicious Enhanced Edition. And at the time of our recording, her fourth book, Meal Prep Magic, Time-Saving Tricks for Stress-Free Eating, was just about to be released as of early April. Now it's available wherever books are sold, so make sure you get a copy. McCord is married to film producer and former movie studio executive Jonathan Gordon. The couple have three children, Kenya, Chloe, and Gemma. Catherine, hi! It's been forever! Hi! I was busy doing your very sassy, sexy intro. (gasps) Was it sassy and sexy? I hope so. And what the hell scene did we do in Leslie Kahn? Do you remember this? Oh my God, I love that you just remembered that. I have no idea what the scene was. But we were paired up. Yes. I think I was 25, so that's 15 years ago. Yeah. And you're so tall and beautiful, and I just remember us being assigned a scene together, and I had a one-room studio apartment literally a piece of shit, but really an apartment (laughs) made for small people, like for people only four foot five and below. And you are very tall and model-esque, as we know you are a former model actress and television (laughs) host. But I remember us rehearsing the scene and my couch was also a futon, was also the bed I was staying in. (laughs) And we were trying to like block the scene around my apartment. And I'm like, This tall, gorgeous creature can't even take a step in this piece of shit, tiny thing. I'm so happy to see you. I can't believe what it is that you've made of your life, your three beautiful children, the incredibly successful books and website and Instagram and information that you are bringing to all of us mothers out there in a very saturated market. I have to say, like, I get so much inspiration from you and the food you are giving to your children. How did this come about? I was very obsessed from a very young age in cooking. I'm from Kentucky. My grandparents were into farming, growing their own food. So they had a big old compost in the like bath that they would just throw everything and it would have like insane tomatoes and peas, all this stuff growing off of it. I was just like super obsessed from a very young age. There was no oil or butter. It was just a scoop of bacon grease and everything. I had Bon Appetit and Gourmet when I was 10 years old and had a subscription and obsessed with cookbooks. And it wasn't until I went to culinary school. I mean, that was like definitely the trajectory somehow, like modeling and other things got in the way. But like, that's the thing I really always wanted to do. Wow. You make food look so good. I don't, for those of you listening who don't follow Weelicious on Instagram and you want to watch her children go with her to the farmer's market and show what her spread looks like and how she shops and how she then translates it into food for the week. And it's so remarkable. And your children are literally like sitting on curbs at farmer's markets, like <laughs> crushing raw freaking Brussels sprouts. <laughs> Okay, so that's how you got started. Yes. Do you think that because of you, your kids have been raised the same way or one of your three kids is like a very picky eater or something. So you've gotten to experience my side of the coin. <laughs> I, By the way, I love that you're asking this because I've been thinking about this so much lately because I have a 16-year-old, an almost 14-year-old, and a 7-year-old. They have all grown up in the same house. They all eat 
everything. I will put everything in quotes, but everything. My son, though, became a vegetarian when he was five. On his own, like, we were like, who are you? And even when he was little, meat or if he would chew and he was never into it, period, the end. My middle daughter, she looks at a steak like it is the Mona Lisa. It is the most beautiful thing she's ever seen at all times. So I do think that nature versus nurture, being around food, like they'll all eat every fruit and vegetable. So I do think that I was able to be like, okay, here it is, exposure. Let's go to the farmer's market. Let's have it on your plate. Let's have it steamed and roasted, air fried, brags. With sauce, without sauce. Yeah, exactly. But I do think that all you can have experiences. Like what my middle daughter will not eat orange cheese. It is a hard pass. She threw up mac and cheese when she was six years old and that was it. But I do think a lot of it has to do with the way that they're raised and like the exposure. So let's say she doesn't give like orange cheese. Was there a time where you were still putting orange cheese on the plate and like offering it for her to decide and maybe change her mind? Or is it just taken off the menu for her? And if you're making something with orange cheese for dinner for everybody, you don't make it on hers? Like, how do you do that? So, okay, let's even go back earlier. If your kid's like, I'm not eating broccoli, you're going to try 10 different times, 10 different ways. And they will eventually like it unless there's some kind of I do think that there are predispositions to just not liking certain foods and that's okay. But I would say that almost every fruit or vegetable, like that's something that we, it takes some work. It takes some work. If something happens to a child that they're like, we did 23andMe with my son and he has 87% predisposition to to vegetarianism. That type of thing is just- Is real. It's very real. But I think it's exposure. I think you have to keep trying with kids. And there is such a thing as picky kids and kids that have no control in their life. And so they all, food becomes the one thing they can be like, I'm not going to eat that. A bunch of seasons ago, we had this amazing nutritionist, a pediatric nutritionist come on who was very much about when you're making a plate for your kid, it's like you always give them a definite like something that they always eat regardless, and you always give them a maybe, and then you can always also give them the no. God, now I'm in this thing with my two-year-old daughter where the minute she sits down at the table, if there's something on her plate that she doesn't like, she points at it, she makes a gagging sound and refuses (laughs) to sit down unless it's removed from her plate. And I know I'm speaking for all of us moms out there, like, I'm tired. I'm like, fine, fuck it, I don't care. Get it off the fucking plate, like, whatever. (laughs) Are we having pasta wheels again? Pasta wheels again. Do you stick by that? I'm making one dinner for the whole family. Is that something you've, you put into effect early on with your kids? Yeah. The first Wheelicious cookbook is called One Family, One Meal, because I was like, I'm not going to be a short order cook. I'm not going to be like, who wants eggs and who wants waffles and who wants pancakes and you want blueberry? It's too much. When I was growing up, it was like, here you go. Eat it. This is it. We are a catering to our children generation. We're we're so concerned about their happiness and every bite that goes in their mouth and their friends and everything. And we like the solution for me, which has become a win. And this is what I do at dinner every night. I do a DIY dinner and I put out everything because also when you have a vegetarian, it's easier that way. So it's taco night. So there's ground turkey and there's guacamole and salsa. You have to eat a vegetable or a fruit. It is not an option. At every meal? 
every meal. It's like a hard, it's just, it's a hard pass to, to not, but I do always tell my kids, like we do donut Fridays where we go out for donuts. Oh God. Yes. Is that yeah. today? at the time yes. of this recording? Let it be known yes. that it will also be donut Friday for me. <laughs> it has to be donut Friday, but it means that other days, like I made chia pudding for breakfast and I'm like, oh, there's no fruit, but I know that I make my daughter's snack has a fruit the exposure, if they're not seeing it, and then all of a sudden it shows up. Even with a two-year-old though, I think DIY is such a great move because when kids have their plate just show up and they're like, foreign objects, I have no control. I don't, what is all this? Opposed to like two choices. Like we've always done the two choice rule in our house. Do you want carrots or broccoli? Do you want celery or apples or whatever it is? So I think giving especially younger kids some choice that's your choice, really. Right, because I'm cool with either thing they pick. Exactly. So are all these things on a buffet and then they sit down, or is all of these bowls like in the middle of your kitchen table as if you're steering family style? Funny, it's funny you ask that. We happen to have an island and a kitchen table, so I tend to put the food on the island and like people stand up as they want more. Doesn't matter. It's what works for your family. Like the DIY situation, it just works better. My other company, One Potato, it's very much built on that, where it's like, here's the idea of the meal, but like you can break it down. One Potato is a family meal delivery company. So you can get up to three dinners, bento boxes, fully prepared smoothies, lunches, everything. The meals are made to be very DIY in that. You know, if you have a kid that just hates carrots, but you want to make this meal, you can just leave the carrots out. It's not a big deal. I just can't believe what your children eat. Like, I can't (laughs) believe it. Like, I feel like we're doing pretty good. Like, I've got one who loves steak, one who hates steak, one who likes salmon, one that hates salmon, one that likes broccoli, one that hates broccoli, but one that they both love cucumbers. Like, I, every parent has their battles to pick, right? That are just massive triggers in themselves. I'm weirdly not completely freaking out that my kids don't crush vegetables. Look, do I wish it was different? Sure. Again, it's not keeping me up at night. However, there are other things for those listening that do keep me up at night. But I have a lot of moms that this is the battle. This is the worry about What are they eating? How much are they eating? Is it good for them? Is it healthy? Are they eating their lunch? What do you tell parents and moms you're working at just to deal with the stress of this? I think you have to look at it as like in three or four day chunks or even seven day chunks. Because also, let's just remember like little people's, their system is just developing and they're trying to figure it out. And you may have a child that just can't poop. And so they're like, I'm constipated, but they don't know that they're constipated. You're like, why aren't you eating? Do you not like this? There's so much self-loathing and so much like emotional stuff that goes into it. And I think you have to just let it go sometimes. That's why I like the DIY because make a bunch of foods and hope that like Timmy eats broccoli on Tuesday and Wednesday, but maybe he's just not feeling it on the next two days. I think that you have to look at every week as like an overall win and not as like every meal. There's so much pressure. And you can even do things which I've seen incentivizing some kids. And look, everyone has a different kid that everyone's different with this. But like we did a pom-pom jar for 
a whole different thing, but you can do a pom-pom jar for food. Like you're going to get a pom-pom for every new vegetable you try. And when the jar is filled up, we're going to go like a special day to, I don't know, the park. It doesn't have to be food related. Or it can be a cake party. We're going to get a special cake for you. Or kids are very visual in that they can see that when, oh my God, I ate all those different vegetables. So you're you're putting the stress on exposure versus like actually enjoying. It's like actually trying things. But what you just said, like my my child only likes cucumbers and carrots. I'm like, that's awesome. Cucumbers and carrots are two highly nutritious foods. Sure. That, those are wins. Instead of being like, that's all they eat, look at it, spin it into a positive. And every time that they, your child now eats cucumbers, carrots, and broccoli, you want kids to feel empowered. When you start to think that you as a parent are responsible for 21 meals plus snacks per child for 18 years, it's the one thing you cannot get away from. Unless, you know, your kid is like stealing the keys to your car, like the reason that all the Cheez-Its got in your house was because of you. We have to take some like responsibility, but also be easier on ourselves. Totally. Did you have Cheez-Its or goldfish in your house? No, I make them homemade. Oh my God. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Goodbye. No, I'm kidding. It's amazing. But wait a minute. Here's my hack is I make a ton of them and then I freeze them. So you pop them out and then they defrost in 30 seconds. You have them all the time, but you only make one batch like a month or every month or two. And they are actually as good as a regular ass goldfish? They're better but because they're made with homemade cheese, like real good. Oh, my mouth is watering. I love a goldfish. They're so good. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Talk to me about reward-based food stuff. Is that like a no-go in your house? I don't think anyone knew in the 80s or 90s that this could equal out into food issues. And my husband and I are two products of that. We're like, okay, you had the greatest thing happen. You get some fucking junk food or you had the worst day of your life. Guess what? You get to go house an Italian meal and a (laughs) cannoli, whatever it is. You know what I mean? But like we either the best and the worst are both rewarded with food. Talk to me on this topic. I think it's very specific person to person. I think that if you can somehow wrap it into less reward and being like, should we go get an ice cream tonight or should we have donut Friday? Yeah, like a tradition, like a routine versus like because you got this, you get this. I'm personally a bigger fan of that. We don't really do any reward-based food, but I do understand the idea of it and like why we do it. Because it's something all the time and it's sweet and it feels good. And it's, it builds so much excitement in kids that it's somehow like between like a janky gift, a piece of plastic and an ice cream, people tend to just be like, oh, the ice cream's easier. I want it too. I don't think it's that we try not to do it. It's more we unconsciously really don't do it. Which is probably good in the better in the long run. With everything with your kids, you like wish we could rewind it and be like, oh, why didn't we just start this habit earlier on? It would And you can you know. now. Like yeah. people listening to us, like I'm trying to get inspired. Like I'm I'm sitting here like, fuck, I have a five-year-old. It's too late. It's too late. <gasps> no. He's ruined. No. He, his body is just built on goldfish and a prayer. No, like, but I mean, that's do? why I've always loved like <laughs> cooking with kids because I think that more than anything, it goes back to the point of like it's showing up on their plate. Once they understand like how, what it takes to make something and that it's all kids want is to spend time with their parents, period, the end. Yes, period. They act out because they're like, look at me. I want attention. Yeah. I just want attention because I, you're on your phone, you're working, please be with me. Making time to cook with your kids as often as possible, letting them participate in dinner. Here, can you sprinkle the vinaigrette on the salad? Can you sprinkle some salt on something? The tiniest job makes kids at a dinner table then be like, when someone goes, oh, this is delicious, be like, yeah, Timmy helped with that. And then Timmy feels awesome. So now Timmy's like, I should eat it because I made it and just build them up, make them feel powerful without in those little jobs. Great call. I remember even my son, like he's terrible at it, but I'm like, do you want to help? The fact that he's like, yeah, I want to help set the table. That's crazy. And it's with crap. Like it's with horrible, like my table setting. Don't put in your head that anything looks remotely cute. Oh, no, but no, but even table settings, like I see it could be paper napkins and paper plates. Who cares? Like it, let them get creative because that's a funny one because even on Thanksgiving, my kids get like really into it. And my mother would always be like, they need to use the nice china. They need to use the nice napkins. I'm like, I could care less. Let them make it look like Disney in there. Yes. Because they take so much pride and that's tradition to a kid. What is your advice for the moms like me who are not good at cooking and don't enjoy? I mean, I like baking with my son and I am good at copying your lunchboxes, which I want to get to because I think it's remarkable. But like, 
I literally can't make the dinners you're making. I make, I can make a scrambled egg, a frozen waffle, a pasta in a water with a can of sauce. Like I, I just am lost. Like I'm lost. So you're going to get your kids, your spouse, your whatever. Everyone needs to make a list of their 10 favorite foods. And you're going to keep those on hand at all times. It could be tortillas, cheese, and cucumbers. And so you're going to make quesadillas. I am actually a quite a simple cook. Like Wheelicious is all built on like simple, easy recipes. And yes, I hate doing dishes. So it has to be like as few dishes as possible. And Think about just like this most simple two, three, four ingredient foods that you can possibly make up. That's why the DIY situation, just like having things, a few things cut up because kids like, you don't have to cook for them. You'd be shocked. Like my kids are like, give them a thing of hummus and some vegetables and they will cruise through it. It doesn't have to be like this extraordinary meal every night. There's no problem with buying a rotisserie chicken we do spaghetti once a week, non-negotiable yes. with a yes. side of broccoli. Like yes. that's it, non-negotiable. And also, I have to say the only thing I do do, which I is a tip for anyone listening who is also not a cook, when my kids get home from school, they're like the most hungry at 4 o'clock. And I try to put out dinner around 5.30, but sometimes it's more pushing 6. And I put out a huge platter that I've already cut up at the beginning of the week of the cut up peppers, cucumbers, carrots some snap peas and a shitload of organic ranch dressing. My kids freaking love ranch. and I don't care. And they just shovel in like a ton of vegetables that way. And so that by the time I get to dinner, if they carbo load here and they're just having the spaghetti and the wheels and maybe I don't know what we're doing for protein, but whatever. I feel like at least I did something okay. (laughs) No, but by the way, that's the hottest tip known to man. Feed those like little ravenous things when they're starving, give them the vegetables, give them the foods that, because they're so hungry, they're much more apt to eat it then than at dinner time with all the pressure on them. Yes. Yeah. That's when my daughter started trying like raw green beans. Like she finally was like, yes, thank you, God. Yes. And then the next day it was over, by the way, people listening. It's like, nope, we're back to hating green beans. That was a miracle. I don't know what happened. But then try it again, right? Yes. No, grow them. Be like, I saw you eat green beans. Should we grow some green beans? Should we grow some basil? We have like a garden tower that we grow stuff and I'll pick herbs off. That's cool. And I'm a passion fruit nerd. So we have like literally hundreds of passion fruit dropping from our sea. But whatever, wherever you live, lemons, grapefruit, that stuff can go wild. It's a little bit easier, but go to the farmer's market because the like the farmers, they cannot wait for that little two-year-old adorableness to walk up and be like, be interested and they'll hand it to them. That's our thing. Like we, instead of church, we go to the farmer's market on Sundays. Oh, I That's love sweet. that. That's your thing. My, my kids thing. work at the farmer's market now. They They both do. have jobs. Yeah. They've been, my son's been working there for two years and my daughter a year. They work, yeah, every Sunday. It's real fun. What do they do? What are their jobs? They sell sweet potatoes and scallions and garlic. My son wanted a car. And so he's, I was like, you can work work for for it. it, honey. Gotta work for it. Yeah. That's it. Do you do dessert every day, every night, never? What's your dessert deal in the house? Okay. So this is actually much more personal than psychology, psychiatry. My mother, like dessert was super taboo in my house. Sugar was very taboo. So I think it made me a bit of a hoarder. 
as like, I was like donuts and like ice cream. Like I would do anything to get it. So I was very conscious in raising my children that I was not going to do that. I would say every night we have dessert, but dessert, they may be like, I want an orange. I want, we make a lot of nice cream. So it's, it's almost like a smoothie with less milk. So it just puree, it's like, tastes like ice cream, but it's like really just pureed fruit and some, you can, we had frozen cauliflower. But I think dessert is like, you made it through the day. I don't know, something sweet. I'm with you. I don't understand. Like, I'm so impressed by my friends who are like, oh, like dessert isn't a thing in our house. Like we just finished dinner and we're done. And I'm like, wow, that's so amazing. (laughs) Like, I can't do that. Like, I sure shit don't expect my children to do that. Like, I also like to have my little cookie or my little dark chocolate. I'm like that. And again, that isn't a trigger for me. It might be for some of the people listening. Do you, what's the vocabulary you use in your household around this is healthy, this is not healthy? What do you say? I think we do a lot of what is your body feeling and is that going to feel good in your body? I think Gemma's grown, my littlest has grown up definitely hearing that the most. Your body needs... I didn't make this up. It's science, like flour, sugar, it's going to make you tired. You're going to crash. So I've always tried to get away from bread first thing in the morning. It is the hardest thing in the American breakfast. Like American breakfast is just like a bagel, a waffle. It's really, it's hard. That's why I wrote the smoothie project because having a smoothie is really what you should do because it's just fruit, vegetable and protein. And so you're like, you're sending your kids to school they're already tired, most likely. And you're on like, a sugar okay, crash. Focus for eight hours. You'll be fine. It's, yeah, and they're totally, they get there dead to the world. Wow. I never even thought about that. What a great, yeah, my kids are definitely like frozen waffle, bagel, cereal. Jesus. If you can prep smoothies the night before, like in a bag, I mean, in a bag, in the, so you just dump it in the blender, like frozen fruits right. and vegetables, right. whatever. We have a smoothie station. So, like, literally, it's like, it takes me two seconds. Gemma's my seven-year-old. She's grown up on it. It's like her thing. She loves it. And my older kids, definitely my daughter and my son, many days. God, I got to get that back out. We went through a smoothie phase and then I like forgot about it. But what's interesting, a smoothie station. See, when you put the blender away, which ours is away, it's oh. sort of a bad idea mm. because you A, forget about it, but B, you like never want to take it out and clean it and all this shit. But you're right. It should really just be, it should live out there. Okay. So envision your kitchen. What small kitchen appliances sit out? Teapot, which I use all day. Okay. The like air fryer toaster every day. Best. Well, a coffee maker, but none of us drink coffee. It's more for our nanny, but. <laughs> That's very important. A lot of the utensils and stuff that we don't use. Yeah. I should put a freaking blender out there and then I might use it all the time. Yeah. Either a blender or like one of those little magic bullets or something. You just think about all the foods you can get. Like we literally like a blueberry chia smoothie. So chia seeds, frozen blueberries, cauliflower, spinach. You don't taste it. And it's cauliflower is more protein cup for cup than any other vegetable. This is great. I'm going to try to do this for breakfast because we are in the worst thing going on right now. Bad. If you want to hear something embarrassing... My children, and I have to stop, but it's my fault. My children went through like a big boycott breakfast problem, right? They they didn't want breakfast? No. Interesting. Also, because my kids are big 
milk. They like milk. <laughs> Got it. No, fair, fair. So, but like when they're having a little bit of milk with breakfast, which when does that stop? I got to talk to the pediatrician. He's five. What the fuck am I it's doing the anymore? It's the teeth. It's the teeth. That's the reason not to talk to the dentist versus the pediatrician. The dentist will be like, get the milk out. Oh, because it's all sugar. Because it's all sugar. But do this, okay? I'll trade you here. Ask them would they what color milk they'd like or... My daughters love chocolate peanut butter smoothie, and all it is is cocoa powder, which has no sugar. So figure, because then you can keep their milk, but you can get some more like nutrition in there. Wow. Guys, this is all huge. I'm so impressed when I take my son to school and people have these thermoses filled with like incredible tortellinis with shit. And I'm like, excuse me, what? It's turkey sandwich or peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I don't know what we're doing here. Sometimes they might be cut into a shape, but like, thank God my kid loves a sandwich, loves it. And how weird. It's so boring. I love a sandwich. That's what (laughs) I would eat peanut butter and jelly every day of my life. He goes back and forth, peanut butter and jelly or a turkey sandwich, and he loves it. And it's always gone. It's never in there. What's on the turkey sandwich? It's so easy. It's seeded Dave's killer bread. He likes, I've sometimes I do veganese, sometimes I, he likes straight up Hellman's mayonnaise. A, a, a man after my own heart. And then he likes jelly turkey and he loves romaine, but it has to be a Caesar salad. He <sighs> loves a Caesar. <laughs> I'm telling fuck? you, there's so many rules. Kids have so Kids many rules. Kids are bananas. Like, why? So many rules. Okay, I like him. I would do his, but it, the bread would have to be toasted and there'd have to be a ton of romaine. There'd also have to be mayo and mustard, maybe a little bit of avocado and then tomato. Ooh, oh, gorgeous. delicious. My, my, yeah, my middle daughter, she's a thermos. She's a hot thermos kid. What's in the thermos? It's always different. Her big one is gyoza. And I'm just going to tell you, I absolutely do go to Trader Joe's and buy those gyoza and put them in my air fryer in the morning. Absolutely. They're delicious. Okay, two things. Any advice for parents who are packing lunches for their first-time kindergartner, which I'm about to do? And also, let's do start there. Let's just remember that there's now more kids at lunch. There's so much sensory stuff. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. (laughs) 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. All they want to do is go play. Food is the last thing they're thinking about. That is for the majority of kids. Not all. Not a full rule. Make it very easy for them. I would always think about how are you going to get the most nutrients in every single bite. So like raw fruits, raw vegetables. I mean, the reason I like sushi sandwiches, which is where you roll out the bread and you fill it and roll it and cut them into little wheels, is it's much easier for them. Faster, Mm -hmm. faster gets it in. Cheese stick, like whatever it is. Don't overwhelm them. Don't make it hard for them. Don't make anything where they have to like peel stuff off. Like make it easy. Do a bento box. So immediately you lift it, you see all of your choices because you'd be shocked that sometimes kids will end up eating the cucumber for the cookie because I don't know, their bodies are different than ours. We, thirsty. You know, They're thirsty yeah. and they just wanted something else. Exactly. I used to be so upset. My kid, I always put a little, if it's like a Justin's peanut butter cup or something. And my nursery school teachers are like, he always eats that first. And I'm like, yeah. And then he eats his lunch. I don't care. I'm like, what? Again, like, I think it's for some people. I hear moms in my life like, you cannot have that until you have something else. Or a lot of the language between like, you're not getting up until you have one more bite. And we went down that path for a couple of weeks and it felt really icky to me and it felt just not how we parent. But again, I, again, this is such a personal thing for people. Like, I think this is, I think food and being a parent is so hard. There's so much of your own stuff. There's so much about how you were raised. Food fights, it's the worst. You have to just remember that like the goal of mealtime, especially when your kids are little and all the time, is to be together, to spend time together. If you are offering good food, they will eat the good food. It's just a matter of what the foods are and just make it simple. A cheese stick and some crackers and a handful of strawberries, fine. That's fine. You don't have to make spend two hours making enchiladas that no one's going to eat. Also, let them go to the grocery. Let them go to the farmer's market and pick one new food. Like my my seven year old surprises me at every turn because she'll be like, "Oh, I want these beach mushrooms." She's like obsessed with beach mushrooms, and so I put beach mushrooms in pasta now. I air fry them. She was the one who discovered that. I never would have thought that she would be brave enough or like willing to try that. So I think that letting kids have some power over the discovery, let's go find a a food at the grocery. What is it? Do you want to learn about it? Let's, how is it grown? Where is it grown? Just let kids discover. There's just so much respect for the kid themselves, like whether they're DIYing their own food or they're helping you pack their lunches the night before, or they're going to the grocery or they're going to the farmer's market. Like or they're helping you actually grow it in the backyard. This is all massive. Any advice for parents who are starting first foods with their little ones? Did you just puree all of it yourself? 
with Kenya, my oldest, I did curate everything and then cut things in little pieces. And then by child number two, I did a half and half because I was exhausted and had to make dinner. And by the kid, third kid, I was like, good luck on that. Like you're going to eat, you're going to eat what we're eating. So there is no wrong way. They all turned out to be great eaters. I think that it's just what works for you. But I do think it in the early eaters, like under 12 months and especially under 10 months, it's exposure as much as anything, either breast milk or formula. And then let's have, start with avocado and try it for a few days. Don't give up. That is the one thing. Just because broccoli was spit out day one, keep trying. Put some toasted sesame seeds on it. Put a little brags on it. Let them eat it in funny ways with them. It's all foreign to them at this point. So just making it something fun, funny, silly, whatever it is. You have a book coming out. I'm so pumped. Yay! And at the time of this, probably release of this recording, it will be out. So you can get yes. it every single place books are sold. It's called Meal Prep Magic, Time-Saving Tricks for Stress-Free Eating. If this book shit wasn't written for me, I don't <laughs> even know. Tell me about this book and how it came to be. Meal Prep Magic came to be really during the pandemic because what had happened to me was I was like trapped at home, not going to the grocery and only I, because my husband had bought 220 cans of beans, he just was like, all the boxes. Stocking up. Yeah, of course. Of course. I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do with all this? But I, I wrote the book by much more by category than breakfast, lunch, dinner. Like you've got a lot of beans. What are you going to do? The biggest idea is that we have so much stuff, clutter in our kitchen. Let's get it out. Let's pare it down so that your kitchen is organized so you know where things are, so it moves more efficiently. And then meal prepping, just being able to meal prep. And that, that really goes to the DIY part. If you can spend two hours one day a week prepping different fruits and vegetables, make a batch of rice, make some pasta, make some roast chicken mix and match different meals through the week. I'm telling you, it makes life so much easier. Meal prep magic, everybody. That's really what it's all about and what we all need. Because if we just took a couple hours earlier in the week, it would save all that time later in the week. What is the favorite lunch meal of each of your children that you make from the new cookbook and why? Ooh, that's actually an um, interesting one. My son is obsessed with this blender banana chocolate chip bread. So you just dump everything in the blender. It's so easy. And it's all gluten-free too. Oh. Put all the ingredients. So oats and bananas and like all the ingredients. And then you just put it into a loaf pan. And it's just, it's so delicious. My littlest one loves the crispy salmon burgers because she loves salmon. That's like her biggest one. And then what is Chloe like the most? She, Chloe's like my eater that she's like everything. I love it. I love it. She's just like wow. anything I put in front of her. She loves, I'll say the overnight Belgian waffles are pretty amazing. Creamy chia pudding, four ways. Oh, and freezer stash breakfast burritos. Oh! You make them, you wrap them in foil, you unwrap it, throw it in the air fryer. So that's what I end up doing. I take them in the freezer and you can put them right in the air fryer or the oven or the toaster, or you can put them in the refrigerator and do the same thing the next day. But they're all wrapped up. They're all like exactly ready to go. Your, you can write your kid's name. If someone likes cheese, someone likes salsa and they're ready to go. And they're like, for especially my daughter loves a savory breakfast. That's a good one too. <gasps> On the go. This sounds 
so delicious. Yeah. Is there anything you'd like to teach your own children that you wished you had or were taught growing up in regards to food? I think my grandmother was the one who was just like every, all fruits and vegetables were beautiful and they were like a gift to our bodies. I think that for me, I want my, my kids to have the connection of what goes in here, what goes in your mouth is good for your body, but it's also good for your brain. So not thinking of food as a band-aid and I had a happy day, I'm going to eat. I had a sad day, I'm going to eat. Instead, just being like, what's like, that's the way that I eat what's good for me is going to help my body run like an engine. And like, I need my engine to like really move. So how do I feed it? Ah, I love it. I love it. Are your kids having any birthdays coming up? We just went through a bunch of birthdays. My middle daughter, her birthday's in a week (gasps) from today. (gasps) Wow. What would you, what advice do you like to give your kids as they get closer to their next birthday? Or let's say your daughter. I just want my kids to be kind. Just be kind people. Just be good good to the earth, good to your friends, good to yourself. That's the one thing I think we all forget. Be good to yourself. Oof, that's a great one. Yeah, I forget that all the time. And then we always ask people in closing, finish this sentence. Parenthood is the hardest thing you'll ever do. I want to be like, it's joyful. It's the hardest thing. Yeah, you can say it here. It's the hardest thing you'll ever do. And the more kids you have, you're always catching someone. Oh, my God. I can't imagine having three. I literally cannot imagine it. It's the greatest. Everybody who's listening, tell us where we can find you and the name of your book again. At Weelicious on all social media. And you can get Meal Prep Magic absolutely every bookstore and on Amazon. It's delicious, weelicious. It's so helpful, inspiring, important. Catherine, I, I'm so impressed by this whole thing you built. So sweet. Like, it's really amazing. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I want to hear from you. Let's chat. Questions, comments, concerns? Let me know. You can always find me at Katie's Crib at Shondaland.com. Katie's Crib is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash slash iHeart.